In this episode of Practically Brilliant Marketing, we talk your unique selling proposition. Do you know what your profit maximizers are? And how to throw a free event on Facebook to showcase your business. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, welcome back. It's me, Mike Nas, your host for this very special episode of Practically Brilliant Marketing. Let's dive into our unique selling proposition. So what is your USP? What is your unique selling proposition? Well, first, what defines your unique selling proposition? Well, when we're talking about a USP, we are talking about what your business is known for specifically that differentiates you from your competition. However, I want to stress this first before we dive into the USP even further. It is not a price differentiation. Okay, so your USP, if you're a small business, if you're a medium business, your USP is going to tell the customer exactly first what kind of products or services that you offer, and second, what is unique about your product and service versus your competition, say down the street or across town or online, whether they order from you or from someone else online. So as an example, let's think pizza, okay? Because everybody kind of gets pizza. You know, it's one of those kind of ubiquitous uh, products in the marketplace. You know, there's local pizza shops, there's national chains of pizza shops. So what makes a pizza shop different well a USP for example if you're talking pizza could be stuffed cheese crust pizza it could be deep dish Chicago style pizza it could be ketogenic you know high fat low carb pizza it could be vegan pizza you know where everything from the crust to the cheeses are all vegan it could be something simple like a shape. It could be square pizza. It could be a sewer size pizza. You could have some kind of, you know, bacon crust pizza or a total bacon pizza or something like that. So in mentioning all those kind of ideas, you can see that, you know, if someone wanted to order a sewer size pizza, they would, you know, probably Google you know, sewer size pizza or sewer pizza or something and then their local city. So, you know, for example, sewer size pizza, Toronto, Ontario. And hopefully, uh, because you've done, you know, the proper marketing up to that point, when they do that search, your result is first or it's near the top. And that's what you do. You do sewer size pizzas. You know, you do a gigantic two foot pizza you know it's two feet around you know it's not for the single you know one-time dinner meal but they are great for large gatherings they're great for watching you know guys night watching the you know football monday night football or something like that you know when you want to get a lot of pizza and a lot of good pizza hopefully you would want to get the sewer size pizza from your pizza shop okay and again sewer size pizza is not the same as a vegan pizza or it's not the same as a cheese crust you know stuffed crust pizza 
So your USP in that case is your gigantic pizza and that differentiates you and there's a big difference. It differentiates you from the person and the shop that's down the street offering pizza as well. So another thing we want to consider with our unique selling proposition is it doesn't mention anything about how good the product is or the service. Uh, the customer really needs to experience the USP for themselves to figure out if they like it. So again, going back to our pizza example, if you are selling sewer size pizza, it doesn't say, well, you could say the best sewer size pizza in you know, Toronto, but it doesn't have any reviews attached to it yet. You know, it doesn't, well, and again, a customer or a potential client could look online and get a quick idea of the, you know, they could get a quick review of your sewer size pizza. You know, like, is it actually sewer size pizza? Is it good sewer size pizza? Is it bad sewer size pizza? Etc. Etc. But the USP comes before the reviews. Okay, and then once someone experiences and purchases, then they have an idea of what your USP is actually about. And because they've experienced it, they can say, wow, that was great, you know, keto pizza. And they'll tell their friends and say, hey, if you're looking for keto pizza, you have got to go to this particular keto pizza shop. So just to kind of wrap up what your unique selling proposition is, how does it make your business stand out from the competition? And while we're talking about USP, do you have a unique selling proposition of your own? What is making your commodity a unique product or service in the marketplace? And it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically about the product. It could be, uh, you know, it could be a for example, you could talk about milk. Okay, so milk. You can go to any grocery store, any corner store, you know, anywhere that sells grocery products is going to have milk. Okay, but maybe your unique selling proposition is you deliver it. And you deliver it in 10 minutes or less. So we've gone from the product to a type of service that's offered with a, you know, a physical product. You know, like it wasn't too long ago that free shipping on the internet was, you know, a big deal, right? Like people usually are used to pay for shipping. And when, you know, some big brands started offering free shipping on, you know, orders over, say, $25 or $30 or whatever, that was a big deal. And people flocked to those sites because they offered free shipping. Okay, their unique selling proposition, they were still selling the same cameras and the same books and the same you know headphones but because it shipped for free like every order or every order over a certain amount of dollars shipped for free they were able to have a unique selling proposition for their customer so if we're thinking about what makes your proposition unique think about the products and services you currently offer and what else is available in the market? Are you offering, you know, the same thing as that shop down the street and you're offering it just at a lower price? Uh, currently, you're currently offering it at a lower price 
how can you make your product or service different where you could charge the same amount of money or even a higher dollar figure than your competition? Okay, and it could be just a switch from selling, uh, you know, just a regular pizza to selling deep dish pizza. Okay, that's the only thing you sell. And suddenly, you know, the pizza down the street is 15 bucks for a large. You could maybe charge $20 for a large. Okay, there's not a lot of big difference going into making a deep dish pizza versus just a regular pizza. But because you are the only deep dish pizza maker in the area, you can now charge a premium for that product. And if you can't think of a unique selling proposition with your current products and services, is there something that you could easily add to your, you know, to your product lineup that would fill that need for the uniqueness of your products and services? You know, for example, if you were a makeup artist, could you also differentiate yourself from the other makeup artists by offering, uh, you know, some kind of hair uh, coloring or hair extension to your service? So, you know, when you're visiting a client, you're not only putting makeup on their face, but you're also coloring their hair for you know a certain amount of time. It doesn't have to be a long period of time, but you know they're they want to look great for an event or something. Can you go above and beyond just makeup? Could you go makeup and outfit? You know you could start a makeup and outfit rental business. Is that something that would work for you and your business? And again, that would make you completely unique in the marketplace. You know, when someone's looking to look great for an event, they're going to see you, see your advertisement that you do makeup and you do, you know, gown dresses or formal apparel, attire is also included. And you could build, you know, the gown color into the, you know, makeup so the person looks great, the woman looks great. You know, on the dance floor, on the ballroom floor, or, you know, at the at the theater or whatever it is that they're getting, you know, all done up for. That type of service would really differentiate you in the marketplace. On the flip side, if we're talking about your unique selling proposition, can you eliminate things from your current product uh, lineup that would, again, differentiate you in the marketplace? So going back to our pizza example, instead of offering, you know, the standard pizzas and you have, you know, 25 different flavors of pizza or, you know, different combos of toppings and stuff like that. Could you do maybe just the best pepperoni pizza in the city or you only do one kind of teeth cleaning? You know, you only do teeth whitening. You don't do any other dental work, but if you're customer is looking to have their teeth whitened that is a service that would differentiate you from the other dental offices in the area or another one would be emergency after hours dental services again you're offering the same service but because it's emergency after hours maybe it's home visit dental services these are unique selling propositions that would definitely make you stand out from your competition so that is your 
overview of the unique selling proposition. Hey, let's talk profit maximizers, okay? And this is a fairly simple concept, but I hope that you pay attention because it could really make or break your business and your relationship with your clients and overall your your profit that your business makes each year so profit maximizers here is a classic example of a profit maximizer would you like fries with that okay it's a simple question you've heard it before would you like fries with that whenever you're going through a you know drive through or a fast food place that sells you know in this case probably burgers the profit maximizer on that burger shop's end is upselling you and adding that side of fries to your order. For example, if we're getting into numbers really quickly, let's say that burger costs you, the customer, $5 and it costs the business $3 to make. Okay, so the business is making $2 per burger. When they offer fries with that, or would you like to make that a combo? You know, that combo is another 3 or $4, but the things that they're adding into that combo price are, you know, a dollar, for example. Now they have gone from making $2 on a $5 burger to making $4 on a $9 order. Okay, and that's the same amount of customers, they're just generating more revenue from each customer and maximizing profit per transaction. So is there things that you could add to your base product or base service that would help both the client, you know, because you don't want to sell them junk or anything like that. You want to add quality to their purchase, but are there things that you could add to their purchase that maybe they didn't think about that they need, but at point of sale and at time of you know transaction, you could get say more money and exchange more value to them that would help increase profit. So another example of a profit maximizer would be say you ran a local bike shop, okay, and you were selling a customer a five hundred dollar bike. Okay, and you're making $100 on that bike. So every time a bike leaves this the shop floor, you make $100. Well, what if at time of sale, you offered a customer a reduced rate tune-up? Okay, so every year, you know, you should take a, a bike in for a tune-up. Make sure, you know, the brake cables are working and the brake levers are working. The tires haven't been worn out too much. You know, it's but it's properly you know, lubricated and everything, which is done in a tune-up. So could you, instead of letting that customer walk out the door with you only making $100, could you offer some kind of reduced rate tune-up to them, say a $50 tune-up for $30, okay? And, and really into a tune-up, there's maybe 10 or $15 worth of actual labor and you know some small products that are used but 
in this case, you are making, instead of $100 on that service, or if you offered that $50 tune-up for $40, you would make another, say, $20 or $30 at that point of sale and at that time of sale. So again, going back to maybe our unique selling proposition, maybe there's things that you need to add to your current lineup that would help maximize profit for each transaction. Okay, so maybe you're a pool um, company or something like that. You could offer, you know, some kind of cleaning service or you could offer a physical product with your cleaning service. For example, if you had a cleaning service and it cost you $100, your normal rate is $100 to come in and clean someone's pool. Could you add a product to that? So, okay, so you have your purchase price of $100 and if the customer wanted their own cleaning supplies they could buy them from you for a reduced rate or when you come and clean the pool the first time you leave the rest of the products there with the owner of the pool and you could charge them more for that okay so your $100 cleaning could be $150 and you leave them with $20 worth of product so again, you're making $130, whereas before you're just making $100, but you have to add in those products to make that work. Okay, so you might need to bring in some products to really maximize your transaction. So are there things that you could do right now, looking at your product lineup, looking at your service lineup, that would increase your transaction and profit for your business? Hey, I want to hear what you think about what your product maximizers might be. Hit me up on Twitter at Mike Naus, N-A-U-S. Hey everybody, welcome back. Mike Naus here. Let's take a look at how to throw an event on Facebook for your business. Now, I actually have to admit, I came across this idea uh, very recently and I thought it was a great idea and I want to talk about it here in the podcast with you because it could be a way to generate free social media presence and build your brand and get people to your location without actually directly selling them a product. And here was the event. I was invited to an event and the event was a cars and coffee event. It took place on a Sunday morning, and actually this company ran a bunch of them at the, throughout the summer. Okay, so there's more than one, but it was, I think it was every month. One, the first Sunday of every month. And what they would do is they would, because they were a car dealership, and they were a higher-end car dealership, they would throw these events and they would give people free coffee and get them to come with their car okay because again a higher-end car company a car dealership I'm, I, I'm sorry whose I mean ultimate goal is to sell high-end cars but they were getting car enthusiasts and they were targeting car enthusiasts to come out talk cars they were gonna show off cars 
they were going to, you know, have coffees and, you know, drinks and foods available for people to mingle. And, uh, you know, they had a large space where people could drive up and look at other people's cars and, you know, basically make a car show in their parking lot every, you know, month. And it was a free event. You can create free events on Facebook. And I was actually invited by my brother-in-law. Okay, so I didn't know specifically about this. Well, I knew about the car dealership and I knew they sold higher-end cars, but I didn't specifically know that they had, you know, this event running every month. But it turned out to be a great event, you know, because I happen to be interested in cars and I happen to be interested in coffee and I like going and seeing cool, you know, cars and drink coffee. But I wouldn't have known about it if I wasn't invited to this event on Facebook. Now, it was at the car dealership. They did have cars shown, but that wasn't I wasn't there to be sold a high-end car. Right? Like I could look at the cars, I could talk to the salesmen about the cars, I could talk to car enthusiasts about their cars, you know, everybody's showcasing their own cars, everybody's proud about their cars. But it all happened because of a free event that they threw. So as a business, you know, they were out, you know, the cost of the coffee, the cost of the food, you know, let's say it was a couple hundred dollars, but they had, you know, 100 people there that are their clientele or their potential clientele. And even though I'm not necessarily buying a high-end car, you know, this week or it's even on my radar right now, I know that they are there and they sell high-end cars. So because I went to this free event and I had a good time and I wasn't really sold anything, I know that when I'm talking to people about you know cars and stuff, I would tell them to go to this place if they're looking for high-end cars. So the word of mouth that they are generating from you know a couple hundred dollars worth of coffee each month is probably invaluable to them because sooner or later someone's going to hear that they run first of great event and they have high-end cars for sale and they're going to make money off of selling the right customer high-end cars so is there a type of niche market that you could target with a free event of your own to get people into your place of business can you think of any way that you could draw your niche market and get them talking about you and getting events shared on Facebook with more and more people. And finally, I want to stress this isn't an event where you want to necessarily sell people on things. You want to just get them to your front door and showcase what it is that your products and your services have to offer in an indirect way. For example, if you are running a local coffee shop, could you do a coffee tasting event where you get people in to try different kinds of coffee? And you could showcase, you know, light coffees and dark roast coffees and give them samplers and let them try coffee. And once they've known about your coffee and they know what kind of coffee that they like, they'll probably come back and buy a cup of coffee from you another time, right? You don't, you're not selling them a cup of coffee today, but you want to sell them 
10 coffees this month where they might not have come in ever. Okay, and you invite them each, you know, Wednesday night is coffee trials. And you could have different special blends there. And you could indirectly sell them coffee. Like you could say, you know, this light roast is available. If you want to roast it at home or you want to drink it at home, it's available. You might get some sales that way. But you're not specifically trying to sell them a product or service. You're trying to get them in your door and let them know about the products and services that you offer. So you can run free events on Facebook. You just need to have a Facebook page for your business. And once you have that Facebook page set up, you can set up events like this. You can set up many events like this. And with a small advertising budget, you can target people. Going back to our coffee cafe, you could target people in your local area that like coffee, that you know make a certain amount of money. And you could see being a good, you know, ultimate customer, going back to our previous podcast, an ultimate customer, you can target with a free event and, you know, you could tell them that it's a free event and bring a friend. And all of a sudden you're getting a lot of niche customers into your location and knowing about your business. And again, this isn't going to cost you a lot of money but it's gonna generate exposure for your business and your brand and your products and your services. So that's how you should use free events to showcase your business. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week. My name is Mike Noz, and until next time, keep your marketing brilliant.